Hi everyone, uh, my name is Christopher Bruce and I have the pleasure of being joined by Luna Medina Wolf. She's a um, licensed mental health counselor or therapist in the Boca Raton and South Florida area. And today what we're going to be talking about is trauma, um, how to recognize it, um, how to um, you know, go about uh, with the appropriate help, uh, minimizing the effects that it can have on your life. It's um, a real deal, um, a really important topic. and. It's a pleasure to get to talk to you about it. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. So uh, Luna, maybe just uh, briefly in the beginning, just tell people who you are and, and what you do so they understand uh, your experience with this stuff. Okay, so I'm a licensed mental health counselor, um, like said, and I specialize with EMDR therapy, which stands for Eye Movement and Sensitization and Reprocessing. I'm certified in it. I'm also trained in different techniques for trauma, but that is the main modality that I use because the yeah. research shows as, as being very effective for long-term uh, treatment and minimizing the effects, just like you said. Um, so that's the modality I use mainly. I'm very active in the community in terms of trauma healing mm -hmm. uh, with the Parkland survivors after the shooting as well, um, being active with the nonprofit Professionals United for Parkland. So I think a lot of people have heard about trauma, especially with um, Parkland, which it's home to a lot of us, but maybe just help everybody understand, I mean, just from your point of view as somebody who helps people with trauma, I mean, what is it? What are the signs of it? Um, how, how does it affect you? Sure. So I always, I'm happy you're we're doing this because a lot of people think about trauma from the lens of the Parkland shooting, yeah. a hurricane, uh, car accidents, which are, of course, the more severe. We call them in EMDR the big T's. Yeah. Big traumas, things that are, um, nobody would doubt that they're traumatic. Yeah. However, there's all those little T's that we call them, the little traumas, that actually impact us in many different ways yeah. that are not that significant. And they can go as little as when I was five year old, my teacher told me something that was very insulting really? to me, and I perceived it in such a way, and then I developed a negative belief about myself that I carry mm -hmm. throughout my life. And that's what happens when somebody comes in, even just for anxiety related issues, anger management issues, self-esteem issues, uh, depression, a lot of the times we're able to take it back to when it all started for them yeah. and they're able to recognize that they had a memory from a younger age that they just didn't have enough support to process it you know adequately or they had the support but they still were stuck in that negative thought and then what happens it's I'd like to explain it to people it's almost like if I had sunglasses with red shades then everything is going to seem to be red as long yeah. as I wear them if I take them off I'll recognize that not everything is reddish around me but when you develop especially if it's a younger age an underlying negative belief about yourself then what happens after everything is being viewed through that lens and then it really affects us for the rest of your life because the way you view yourself is through that lens the way you view the world is through that lens and everything else around it so some of the symptoms everybody look yeah. at most people look at symptoms of trauma as the hyper alert meaning anxiousness maybe angry um, agitated yeah. on guard those are definitely symptoms of trauma but the hypo alert uh, part to things which is being numb lack of motivation um, just flat affect all those are actually symptoms of trauma too it's just a different spectrum side on the spectrum of it and it's recognizing that sometimes when you feel like oh i'm just over it i'm just 
numbing myself away from it is it's as if you got through it but in all reality it still stays subconsciously and it does continue affecting you in many ways how does how does trauma affect people and i mean i think kind of uh, the answer might be obvious i'm a divorce lawyer you're a therapist i, I see a lot in, in you know what i do part of it but I mean, maybe what are the signs to some people that maybe they are dealing with a, a trauma-based issue at its, its root cause? Well, like I said, you know, when you develop um, negative belief about yourself, and let's say if we take divorce as an example, mm -hmm. and we'll take the kids of the divorce for as an example, sometimes the kid may feel like that it may be their fault, right? Mm -hmm. We see that a lot of the yeah. times. And even if their parents tell them all day long that it's not their fault, if they saw some, the parenting sometimes, the parents fighting sometimes about um, the kids' education, yeah. the kids' uh, um, discipline, all those things, they, they saw it. You can't take away what they saw, and unfortunately, if they perceived it, and they basically held it subconsciously as to, oh, they're fighting because of me, now this child may feel, despite the fact that everybody tells them that mm -hmm. it's not their fault, they may feel it's their fault. So I like to give the example of, you know, let's say my car breaks down. I give you a call to come pick me up on the way, God forbid, you get into a really bad car accident and you're in the hospital because of it. Now I feel this is my fault. Yeah. Even so you tell me it's not my fault, even so clearly, rationally, I know it's not my fault. I wasn't on the road with you. But my emotional connection to what happened is that it's my fault. So unless I work through therapeutic advice most of the time, then it's going to be really hard to convince me that it's not my fault. I'm most likely going to carry that for a really long time after. So I guess this is uh, where the expert advice um, comes in, but if uh, somebody's listening to this and they think maybe they're looking through the world in red lens, um, and I, I guess you're wearing red right now, so it's uh, <laughs> not, uh, not meant to be you, but if, if they think that maybe we're talking about them through what you're talking about, or they identify a loved one as um, being in that situation, how do you, what's the best way to deal with it from your perspective? Yeah, so I'm not to say that everybody needs therapy in order to yeah. overcome trauma. I believe it would be good if everybody goes to see a therapist mm -hmm. to at least evaluate if they need any further assessment, if they need further support, because sometimes through having a good, stable environment, mm -hmm. uh, good relationships with people, good coping mechanisms, if I'm a very healthy person with no underlying traumas, no underlying issues before, I have good, very good exercise routine, I eat healthy, I have a good support system, mm -hmm. you know, my life is pretty good, then I may be able to overcome this by myself. But if not, and if you're noticing things, like all of a sudden, somebody who used to enjoy playing tennis, and all of a sudden, meh, playing tennis is not interesting yeah. anymore. They used to be out for happy hour, or even just hanging out with their friends at least like once, twice a month, and they no longer come. They used to um, be on time at work, but all of a sudden they're really late to work. All those things may seem very subtle, yeah. but they are a very important sign to some things that may be going wrong. So asking question of yeah. how are you feeling and really dedicating the time to the person in front of you. Hey, what's going on? I've noticed, just bringing up the topic, I've noticed that you've been late to work. I've noticed you haven't been doing tennis mm -hmm. anymore. Whatever it is that you've noticed that the change in behavior in front of you, pointing it out to that person and then seeing if they share some information with you. If initially they're pretty close down to it and not share, poke a little more. If this mm -hmm. is somebody that is important to you, you know, people don't want to burden another person sometimes with how they're feeling. So just saying, 
hey, but I, really, I've noticed this and this and that, giving them the facts. Is there something going on? Maybe you should go talk to somebody. Yeah. Um, relieving the stigma of it, you know, because we know that a lot of the times that's that. I can tell you that with trauma work, and that's why I'm so passionate mm. about what I do, is that sometimes people think they overcame something because they're resilient and they're able to cope with it in a certain way and they have the support system, but their brain subconsciously didn't forget what happened, okay? So they're still affected by that. And if they don't overcome, if they don't mm -hmm. process through it and desensitize what happened, then years after, you can still all of a sudden be triggered by that. And that's what happens to a lot of people. They may overcome one thing, and then this other thing that has nothing to do with it will trigger what it's happened then. Yes. And then it, when it comes, it's way bigger. A simple example to kind of like show it is like, mm -hmm. let's say you had a really bad day at work today. Uh, everybody was annoying. The clients were annoying. Uh, nobody was listening. Uh, you dropped things on the floor on your way to a hearing at the, at the court, right? <laughs> oh, this is, that may have been yesterday. <laughs> right. So, you know, nothing went wrong yeah. right that day. And you just, you know, you get home and, I don't know, you forgot to put your shoes by the door and your wife says, I told you to put the shoes by the door. Well, normally if you had a good day, you probably wouldn't explode. But... And that day, because everything has been so overwhelming, when she said that, that was like, that's it. And then a huge explosion, a huge fight, because it's this little thing. That's what happened with trauma, too. So if you have all these underlying things that have happened to you in the past, that you've overcome, and you've managed to keep on with your life, but then something happens to the point that you cannot control your response anymore, and you get triggered in such a way, then you're no longer able to process the information and respond in a rational way you're acting basically based on your traumatized brain and i don't want to go into the you know yeah. the whole chemical side of it and the biological side of it of how literally the brain formation changes as far as the amygdala being and hyper regulated oh, wow. and how your uh front of cortex uh gets affected you're not able to make decisions rationally a lot of the times because you're hyper alert or hyper alert so i don't want to go too much into that but that yeah. is a big piece of all of it so my, my understanding, um, and I know you have limited time, but my understanding is when it comes to treating trauma through the therapy process, it through EMDR, the EMDR uh, modality of treatment, it's not necessarily something where we're talking about years in therapy, and it's it can be sometimes a more acute um, fix. Everybody, you know, is mm -hmm. different, but yes. um, is, is that kind of how it works with the EMDR therapy? Yeah, so what's good with EMDR therapy, one, that it's long-term. Mm -hmm. So if we worked on something now, it's not, that's it. It's not going to be staying subconsciously somewhere and affect you long, down the road. Once you clear something and desensitize something through MDR, it's done. It's completely um, worked on and desensitized, okay? Wow. Um, so if there is a single incident, like you got bitten by a dog, and besides that, nothing really happened to you significant, and you come just for that, or you have fear of flying because something happened that caused that fear of flying, then normally a few sessions and you should be able to wow, be yeah. good to go. Even with severe trauma like what happened with a Parkland shooting, some people, again, that had a good foundation, yeah. no underlying issue, da da da, there's a certain protocol within EMDR that requires three to five hour, uh, three to five sessions of an hour and a half long. Of, it's called the RTEP protocol with EMDR for recent trauma within a year. Wow. Just between those three to five sessions, people's symptoms reduce significantly from not being able to fall asleep, not being able to stay asleep, uh, being super agitated, on guard, can really function 
three to five sessions, some of them really three, and they were uh, symptom-free. It was that effective. Wow, that's, uh, that's pretty amazing. I mean, it seems to me if you're somebody that is identifying with some of the stuff that we're talking about or know mm -hmm. somebody that has, right. it's definitely worth you know doing. And you know, there's um, Luna's here in Boca Raton, and she'll give us her contact information. But even outside of her, there's a, I, I think her office ha accepts insurance, but a lot of other people through the insurance that you have um, can help you get this help. Um, so for the people that are hearing this and they're in the South Florida um, area, um, maybe give a little bit about uh, how they get in touch with you. Uh, it's Luna Medina Wolf um, in Boca Raton, but. Um, what's the best way for them to get in touch? Well, to, just to mention, um, I own a company called Helping Moon yes. Counseling. And I left that out. <laughs> I just met everybody. I should have known. <laughs> um, but we have 10 practitioners in the group. Um, we're located, there's two locations, one right off the turnpike on Glades and Boca Raton, and one a little bit more southeast on Paraline and Camino Real. We really specialize in trauma and many other um, issues that are mental health related. And we have a really great team of professionals, licensed professionals that can help. We are, like you mentioned, in network with a lot of the insurance um, uh, policies out there. And you can reach us by phone number 561-571-1557. Or you can also reach us by email, info at helpingmoon.com. We're also on social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere. <Yeah. laughs> Everyone, uh, again, my name's Christopher Bruce, and I've had the pleasure of being joined by Luna Bedina-Wolf, um, therapist in Boca Raton. Luna, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you for all the work that you do. Yeah, thank you.